Shalom, I'm Dr. Jonathan Arya, and this is Kabbalah Pod. In today's world of news bites and blips, it's so easy to lose meaning, it's so easy to get distracted, it's so easy just to move on and not truly think and contemplate a matter or allow ourselves to even recover from trauma and just bury it deep down, hoping that the festering wound never develops an infection and makes things worse. You know, we're in that position right now. Yeah, we just came out of the three weeks, and as of the time of this recording, I've yet to enter the nine days, right? And so, yes, on the Jewish calendar, it's it's time of mourning. It's a time of restriction. It's a time of teshuva to really try to see and reflect on our own lives, how to change and what what we did to warrant the destruction of the base of Mikdash. And it's a hard thing because like, it's easy to say, oh, I wasn't there. But we have this Kabbalistic concept that every Jewish neshama was there at Matan Torah and that every Jewish Nisham was a Google of some way, right? But Google him aside. We're all responsible for what happens. As Rabbi Bentin Tversky talks about with Koach, he says that Koach and what he did caused his ancestors to be pulled out of Gan Eden. In comparison to Pinchas, why was Pinchas referred to in Torah as coming from the Kohanim when the Kohanim were not necessarily established at the time of writing? He says that what Pinchas did was powerful enough to retroactively write in the Kohanim's status for the family. And so Hashem looks forward into future is what one could logically assume from this, and see the actions you take and adjust history accordingly before history plays out. And after all, Hashem's outside of our time continuum perspective. Ain't self-governs and is not bound by time, sees everything all at once. It's a circle, it's a blip, it's a string, whatever you want to call it. Whatever your time theory is, Hashem's outside of time and can make decisions based off what's to come. And so the destruction of the Beit was not an afterthought. It was a pre-thought. When Hashem commissioned the building of the Beit we were given a warning, but your, your people will do this, and this will happen. And behold, we did it, and it happened. What do we take from that? Every one of us today is responsible for either the building or the destruction of the basic mikdash. Every time you do a mitzvah, every time you lift up and build, versus every time you do an avar, every time you take apart and destroy. Everything we do is looked in the perspective by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, outside of this time's perspective, it's counted towards either the building or the destruction of the basic mikdash. So we accept, we have to accept, 
that we ourselves are personally culpable with either the building or the breaking down of our Vodas Hashem for Kla Yisrael. We ourselves are guilty of either lifting up and helping the building of the temple to where we are to be at our highest point or breaking down and destroying the temple to bring us to our lowest point. And it's not just the three weeks we have to take into comparison. There's trauma that we have to deal with, yes. Not everybody's dealt with. I, I know for me, I haven't dealt with the trauma of the three weeks just yet. Because well, I wasn't there when it was built. I wasn't there when it was destroyed. If I if I wasn't a Google, and if I was a Google, am I even responsible for dealing with the trauma and recovery in this current version of me? Right? But we still have that trauma. We have periods of waning and periods of waxing. Our waxing, we can build on our relationship with Hashem. Our waning, we fall farther from Hashem. And all that is traumatic to our neshama. And not just that, but also look at the world that we've had and what's going on. Look at where we are. We haven't fully recovered from the trauma of the Shah. And yet we have a pandemic that, as of the time of me recording this episode, has taken 4 million lives worldwide and is not done. We get our jabs in the arm and say we're good, but are we? That's Hashem, not us. We we don't get to decide that. We just follow the science, and Hashem gave us the science, right? But Hashem alone can decide what COVID becomes. I have a feeling that it's going to be tied to what is our teshuva, not just as a Jewish people, but as a world. What is the teshuva we do? If we continue to walk down this path of destruction, this path of breaking apart the world, and ruining it to where we have record high heats due to climate catastrophe. If we continue to destroy the relationships in our lives, if we continue to be, um, and Latanya would say a Russia in this regard, if we continue to take and ruin or attempt to ruin that which God has given us, then COVID by all means will get much worse. But here we have a chance. We have an opportunity. As vaccines are increasing and people cases are lowering for the primary forms, but now the Delta variant and yada, yada, yada. The point is, is that we have a trauma that we haven't recovered from, and we're still in the midst of that trauma and experiencing it. What do we do? Do we bury it down and pretend it didn't happen and lead to continual destruction of the world? Or do we do teshuva? Do we say, this pandemic, this bleacher collapse, this crushing, this condo collapse, this climate catastrophe, all this trauma that we have, its flares warning us, warning us that we're getting closer and closer to a horrible accident. We see the signs of the accident, and we see the carnage as we approach the accident, but we're so addicted to view trauma and to view it in its eyes. We're so addicted 
to see the carnage, but we keep walking closer and we keep teetering closer to the ledge. We have these warnings. It's time to back off. It's time to turn around, which is what Teshuvah is. It's time to go back towards health and back towards life, to choose life. And not choose life how we want to choose it because our Yetzirah is always going to draw us to look at the damage from the accident. But it's our Yetzirah Tov, it's our bright, beautiful Nisham, the spark of holiness within, that says, I don't want to lower myself by viewing destruction. I want to make an Aliyah and lift others up as well by choosing that which is holy and that which is good, by choosing Teshuva by choosing to repair, by choosing sustainability, by choosing vaccines, by choosing safe building codes, by choosing believing in good and focusing every day on our study of Torah and mitzvos, because for this is what we are created. And everything in the world is foundational upon the study of Torah and the performance of mitzvos. Because if a single moment goes by where there is no Torah study, the world will come to an end. And there are definitely Gadolim studying, but it's not their burden alone. It's the burden of all of us. It is a burden for all of us to gather together and hold to Torah, to cling to Torah. For it is a tree of life to those who pursue it. And it is a praiseworthy endeavor and way to fully exist. Thank you for listening to Kabbalapod on Anchor FM. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share it with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love your input and ideas. Send us a tweet, message Yidbrick on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrick.com slash Kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrick.com slash donate. You can also show your support by sharing our podcast with others and purchasing our custom-made Kabbalistic Judaica jewelry or Yiddish artisan beard balm at yidbrick.com store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick, Building Jewish Bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com Kabbalah.